Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. How y'all feeling? I'm great. I'm feeling energized today, man. What, what's so What's so energized about today? I don't know. It just feel like a new day. It's the weekend. You know, it's just exciting. every day is a new day to be technical. But I, the weekend, yeah, it's feeling good. I said, you yeah. got some plans for today? Mm, nah, I'm gonna just just be chilling today. I ain't got no plans. Baby gonna be at work all day, so I ain't got nothing. Baby? Yeah, they yeah. say baby. I, 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 I heard baby. Baby? baby. I definitely heard baby. <laughs> baby gonna be at work. Okay, okay. That boy, uh, that boy, look. I'll hit it Um, How about y'all? How y'all doing? I'm good. I'm good. I started to eat breakfast more, and I feel the effects wow, of that. Wow. That, hey, I'm glad you said that because I that definitely is... started feeling the effects of that more. Like, I just be having more energy in the morning. Yeah. That's a... That's, that's why it's the most important meal of yeah, the day. You just said the words mm-hmm. Like, I remember my mom used to say that to me in, like, high school. Like, you make sure you eat breakfast. And I didn't, but being older and doing, I focus on it now, and it is a, a good way to start the day. Yeah, SpongeBob said it best. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. <laughs> Serving it up Gary's way. I don't, I, I don't ever remember watching the episode. Of, uh, <laughs> I know that episode he's talking about. He had to keep going through the reputa- repetition because he lost something, right? <laughs> he had lost his name tag. Yeah. That was a name tag episode. Yeah. <laughs> we should just turn this whole podcast to SpongeBob. Uh, I would. I would have to leave. <laughs> I've seen like two episodes of SpongeBob my entire life. That's a shame. Yeah, yeah. I've been watching basketball forever. Mm. SpongeBob kind of beat basketball. We keeping it a buck. Nah, hell no. Basketball kind of <laughs> just a slight edge. Nah, y'all wilder. <laughs> um, but I want to start the show off with some controversy, some things that's going on around <laughs> the league that a lot of people got some things to say about. It's getting real deep mm. as far as what I've been keeping up with it, and I definitely want to know how you feel about it, Mike. Um, but it's Steve Kerr. In his comments about the Anthony Davis situation, right? Um, I got the exact quotes, um, and basically, word for word, this is what Steve Kerr had to say about Anthony Davis. He says, "I'm talking more about the Anthony Davis situation, where a guy is perfectly healthy and has a couple years left on his deal, and says, I want to leave. That's a real problem that the league has to address, and that the players have to be careful with. When you sign on that dotted line, you owe your effort and your play to that team, to that city, to the fans." And then it's completely your right to leave as a free agent. But if you sign the contract, then you should be bound to that contract. If you come to an agreement with the team that, hey, it's probably best for us to part ways, that's one thing. But it's the Davis stuff that was really kind of groundbreaking and hopefully not a trend because it's bad for the league. Mm -hmm. So for a guy that just coached one of the most – craziest teams we've ever seen yeah. as far as they had five all-stars on the court at one time. I don't think we've ever seen that. How do you feel about these statements? Towards a guy that's not on your team. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just seems like it's kind of ridiculous to me. <laughs> Especially from the standpoint of the teams could trade the players basically at any time. Uh-huh. From their standpoint, it's kind of going against what the player, just limiting the players or what they can do. Like you said, just because you demand that trade, it doesn't just officially make it done. There's still a lot of steps that have to go through. It's ways that as an organization, you can change the mind of a player to get them to stay with your organization. So it's a lot of things that mm-hmm. an organization can do mm-hmm. to, you know, stop that from happening. But, but I, I don't agree because I think this Anthony Davis thing was so much different than the average I'm requesting a trade considering mm-hmm. he set out for 10 games yeah. and then the league had to force the team to play him. 
You know what I'm saying? This is so much different than just a random guy. Not a random guy. Just any any trade request we've ever experienced. This was a step ahead mm. because we hear the rumors. We had the teams having to sit people. We had the league have to step in to force them to play a top 10, top 5 player in the league. So mm. this one is definitely different than just the average one. But, I mean, whose fault is that, that they didn't play him? That, that he, did not, he didn't say, I wasn't going to play. I feel like there was no reason to play him. Why? Because they they were already set on the fact that they weren't going to make the playoffs. So they just decided that we were going to sit him because there's no reason to force him to play and then risk him getting hurt. And that, mm-hmm. then he loses his trade value. Now you can't get as much in return if he goes out there and have a serious injury. And and you got to think about Andy Davis, a top five player. So if you're if you're deciding that you want to lose, you don't want a top five yeah. player on your team out there. So I think the situation is, I agree with what Steve Kerr said, but I understand what you're saying too, Mike, as far as like the organization can trade you at any second. But it, it does, I think I mentioned this earlier, but it does negatively affect these small market teams. I mean, it's the Paul George thing too. We're like a small market team. They sign you and they think they got you for four more years and up. Oh, never mind. Those three, those last three years don't matter because I want out. It hurts those organizations. Well, I feel like it's, it's better if you try to keep it in house. And you don't let that info leak because the whole Anthony Davis thing, everything was getting leaked from people saying Magic Johnson. The Lakers organization was literally leaking everything. Mm-hmm. So, and I, Anthony, that's what makes the Anthony Davis thing a little bit more different too, is because we for so long we known that he wanted to go to the Lakers and he was trying yeah. to request a trade there. So I don't know when when the news broke out that he had finally you know demanded a trade. You know it was such a big thing, but we basically already knew it was going to happen. It negatively impacted two organizations. And, and, and maybe more, depending on who was also trying to get Anthony Davis. Uh, but to, to me, honestly, I don't I don't think that has anything to do with Anthony Davis. I mean, that that falls on the people mm-hmm. that was handling the situations. Yeah. Uh, he he could he to me, they had a chance to get better because he could have just left in free agency and they could have got nothing. Yeah. But I think that the fact that a player is giving you the opportunity to get something in return for him and, and have something rather than nothing. It, it's, it's better than nothing. Yeah. You know, um, it's just crazy to me that Steve Kerr is saying it after he, uh, an MVP joined the 73 and 19, because the reason I, he's saying it is because of super teams. That's why he's saying it. I don't know if I agree with that because what he said was that a guy under contract mm-hmm. requests a trade and now he's somewhere else. But what they did with the Warriors is Kevin Durant contract was over. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So no, I think it's completely different. But but why is he saying that? Because we this ain't the first time somebody's ever requested. I'm sure a he's trade. asked, right? No, but I'm saying this ain't the first time somebody's requested a trade. Because I think this was such a if this was such an such something that was needed to to stop because it's so bad for the NBA. This ain't the first time somebody Paul George right. literally just mm-hmm. did it. I yeah, think I, I just think say. this one is above any other one we've ever seen though. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to think like Melo requested a trade, correct? Yeah, that that was a whole thing in itself. What, what other super superstars, like real superstar, not just all star? Kobe. I mean, he, didn't he didn't get traded, but he, he requested, requested a trade. It's like this. This one is the one that I'm gonna always Kyrie think about Irvin. for the, for the rest of my life. Because even the Kyrie Irving thing was so low key that it just happened. Yeah. Anthony Davis thing was for six months. It seemed like yeah. well, we knew he was gonna get traded. It was a matter of when he was gonna get traded and, and to what where. He was, no, we knew where. We knew where is what mm-hmm. he was gonna get traded for. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I mean, I just don't see the problem. Yeah, I mean, it's it's also one of those things that just makes the the league more fun. And I think it also 
Well, I can see the negative part because now players, when they're not happy no more, they're going to immediately just go request a trade. Yeah, but see, that's what I'm saying. As an organization, if a player is requesting a trade, it's something that you're not you're not doing on your your side. That, so the same way, like if if you sign me to a max contract, yeah, and I have injuries like Derrick Rose had, and I'm not able to perform at the level that you thought I would when you gave me that deal, you're probably going to trade me if you can because I'm not delivering to uh, what we thought I would. Okay. So the same thing, the, the organization needs to be held to the same accountability. If a player is signed to a max contract and you think he's going to be a 20-plus point scorer or even an all-star level player because most guys that are getting max contracts play at that level, but he doesn't, for whatever reason, whether it's injury, whether he falls off, that player now you're probably going to try to get rid of because that's a terrible contract. Mm-hmm. So the same thing with a player. If I'm going to a team thinking we're going to put something together and eventually try to win, but y'all are not holding up to those standards or that expectations, then I'm going to have to leave as well. I don't understand how a player can't do what's best for them, but then the organization can. And when the organization exactly. does it, it's just a business. But when a player does it, it's just <clears throat> – He's not loyal, you know. Is this? Is that? That makes no sense to me. That that just doesn't make sense to me at all. And and for somebody that just had five all stars on their team to say that, it's just it's just I don't know. It's just I don't think weird. that matters though. What yeah, his, team, his team orchestration, you know? Yeah, because, I, I see what KB's saying. Because if you're saying that point. the reason it matters is because you're saying something that's bad for the league. Mm-hmm. But I don't even. I don't think, think, it I don't was, think the Warriors yeah. are bad for the league. No, I don't think. I don't think he's saying the super team is just bad. They lost, and that was great for us, right? That's because of injury. They but didn't when have they, five All Stars on the league, on the team and then lost, they, we all know if that team was healthy, they would have ran the Raptors throughout the gym. It was still. It's still fun for basketball. We have juggernauts. I mean, it is good when it's purity too, for sure. But I don't. You don't think right now it's probably going to be one of the best seasons? I just said it's going. It's good when it's purity too. So I'm saying though, I'm asking you, going into this season with this parity, is this better? This is better. Better than that, but that's not saying that that's bad. I still think that was great. Like we had the big three Miami Heat. I loved it because yeah. I was wanting to see that team be taken down. Yeah, and I think I that, love when there's a super. Right. That's there's the thing when there's a king. You want to see them fall. Down. There's a yeah. chance for you them to see them fall. We saw them lose. But when you have five all stars, the likelihood but, of you being taken let, down yeah. is very little. The, the, the Warriors are such a special well, okay. team because they're, they're literally one of the best super teams ever. They are the best. Yeah, they are the best super team. That one was a little bit. It's kind of like. All right, now you're getting too far because they're gonna win almost every year if they're yeah. all healthy. But Literally. super teams, we only seen them lose because they were they were not healthy, and right. even then they still had a chance. Yeah, crazy enough, we're talking about a team that had before Boogie. We won't even they had four All Stars, two MVPs, and the I, like. <laughs> I don't I don't even know what this like. We've never seen anything mm-hmm. like that. So I I understand. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Guys pairing up is bad, but I mean when you go to that level, like Mike said, yeah, it's it's levels to certain things. The big three, they were good, they were a super team, but they weren't a team that was just like it's just no question because we did see them lose twice. We they lost twice, and, and got, one was but, and one was to a team without with only one both times with two with only one all star. But when you see this th- that Warriors team with Durant, Curry, Draymond, uh, Clay, and right. then they went and then they went after having all of that and then winning, they went and added Boogie, and it was a, it, it got to the point where it was like, damn. And then you still have Iguodala, who was a final. Boogie was damn near zero, bro. He was, but, it, but <laughs> I'm like, he is saying that like Boogie was still at all. Yeah, he, he was coming zero. back. But I still see what you mean in terms of they were they yeah, were overly we stacked. Whole, they were overly stacked at that top heavy. Somebody tweeted to us yesterday that said that the boogie move ruined the league. 
We we would not have had that that title if it was if it was anybody else. We right. knew what Boogie could be. He was just injured. That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. He was injured. So I'm, I'm not saying it like he obviously wasn't an all star, but I knew who Boogie is, and we all know what he was. Yeah. That's why we had a whole podcast titled that. So I'm not about to act like it wasn't shit all of a sudden. But they had point is they had a team that was unbeatable, and they only lost because they were hurt. And anybody trying to argue the fact that they weren't unbeatable is out of their mind. That's all. So if you're telling me that a player having some power is bad for the NBA, when you just had a team that damn near was a fucking guarantee to win a championship every year, ain't bad for the league, then I, I don't know. I think you just got to twist it, in my opinion. Um, but uh, Kendrick Perkins actually had some thoughts on it. He, he kind of went in. Um, he says, Steve Kerr got his damn nerves to talk about anything that's going on with any other organization as if he didn't just have Kevin Durant join a 7-3 and 9 team. What's, what's the context, though? By the way, Steve Kerr, Mark Jackson built that dynasty in Golden State. The nerve of him. As far as what? Steve Kerr's comments. Because did he just like, come to the podium and say that? Yeah, was like he, what was, was the question po- being was asked? He asked? Right. Uh, because I, I mean, think that matters. Because you say he got some nerve to talk about it, but he was asked, and he just answered the question with his opinion. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think but if he, he just came to the podium, it was like, I mean, I what an Anthony Davis situation. I mean, but, but I mean, I understand that, but at the same time, it's still what you say is what you say. Right. Whether you be, I know it is a difference to just come out and say it, <laughs> yeah. but a lot of people. Don't I think that, that he has a nerve part is just coming from the fact that, like he said, he had such a team, and now he's worried about how other teams are forming, is what he's trying to get at. I wonder why Steve Kerr didn't say anything about Paul George forcing his way out of OKC. I know why. Because Alvin Gentry is his close friend. Hidden agenda. Shaking my head. AD had just as much as obligation as a team. The team traded every first-round pick they had, surrounding him with mediocre talent consistently, but you'd rather him be stuck there. He actually did them a favor and allowed them to hit the reset button and retain assets. Houston traded CP3 after they said they wasn't. I don't see any sympathy for him. AD just got in front of it, so kudos to him. First of all, I knew KD was a free agent, but my point was that when KD signed with the Golden State Warriors, that was bad. Was that bad for the league? Kerr said AD forcing the trade was bad for the league, so I guess KD signing with a 73 and 19 was great for the league, huh? Mm-hmm. Shaking my head. Luke Walton went 20 and 1 with the same team when Kerr was out, so don't come telling me how great of a coach Steve Kerr is. Please stop it. When an NBA organization trades a player with no warning and do what's best for the team, nobody says anything and everything. Everyone tells the player things. Is it like still Perkins? Yeah, okay. and don't take it personal. But when a player, in quotation, superstar, wants to go in another direction, it's a big problem. Shaking my head again. He loves it. Shaking my head. <laughs> uh, what players should start doing is playing the contract out, and when it's up, leave an organization and lead them with nothing, right? Question mark. At least players are giving the organization a chance to get back assets. And he's just saying the same mm-hmm. thing anybody was saying yeah. from that standpoint. <clears throat> I, but I mean, we've seen like a lot of players now doing like signing trades. Uh, yeah. When their contract is up, they instead of just leaving the team high and dry, they're doing something. Yeah, man, that's what KD basically did. And, you know, the Warriors got D. Russell. Yeah, they got D'Angelo Russell in return. So, I mean, I like what he said at the end there is that these players could, I mean, if they just play their contract, they could leave and now your your franchise has nothing. But if you do come to those terms where you do want, you know, you come to that trade, now you're getting maybe a number one pick in return or something of that of that nature. You know, I mean, I guess I understand both viewpoints. Yeah. Um, because I don't want to act like I don't see anything Steve Kerr is saying. Because, I mean, I'm all for player power. Mm-hmm. And I'm all for, you know, uh, player moving, of course. But there does need to be, I guess, something where they don't, it don't get too crazy. Right. Now, if players can go anywhere, it, it kind of 
the, it, it used to be fun when you have somebody like LeBron James go to a Cleveland Cavaliers yeah. team that was complete garbage and complete ass, and he just put the franchise on his back, mm-hmm. and now they're good. To see, like, even OKC, when they got Kevin Durant, Russell, and Harden, just seeing the transformation of teams becoming bottom feeders to contenders and possibly winning the championship for the first time and you know, history and things like that. I guess that is cool to see, and that is an aspect of the game that's kind of fun to experience, especially when you're a fan. Like if the Knicks in the next five years uh, developed into a championship team or the Bulls, you know, it would be fun to see your team be like a lottery team, then you get good players and you make some smart moves and mm-hmm. you play and get some experience in the playoffs and then you win a championship. You know, I, I, I definitely think that that's a, a, a nice thing to experience in the sport and in just all sports, no matter what the sport is. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to. I don't. I just don't want to make things seem crazy or make it seem bad for the league when the players finally get some power. Because it's the first time since the game has existed that players are kind of taking taking control of their own destinies mm-hmm. um, when they have the chance. Like most people play out their rookie contracts. We haven't seen right. anybody like request a trade during their their first seven you know years with a rookie contract. Yeah. So, I mean. It's just, I guess it's just about how you look at it. But at the same time, one thing that can like help that is like communication as like the max contract player. If you just go to the owner's office, like what Damian Little did, he went there and he sat down and asked, like, what's the direction of the team? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden now he's signing the Supermax and now they're actually like very, a very good team. So if you like sit down and ask him, like, what's the direction? Do you plan on trading me? Like, you don't. Like yeah. just coming out, and just requesting a trade like that. Sometimes it just makes everything blow up, and I now agree. all of a sudden, like you have to, because now it then created this problem within the organization. I agree, but sometimes you don't need a conversation to see where the direction is going. I don't think they needed to have a conversation to see where the Pelicans are going. Like yeah, some some situations right. there, there's nothing to say because we 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 weren't in the room with them, but we know what the direction the Pelicans are going. Yeah. It wasn't going to be no yeah. winning championship. It rocket science. So. I don't know. It's also to the point where we got to realize that only a certain amount of players in the league have this type of power to do yeah. these type of things yes. as well. And it, but, and it comes from them earning that, that power. So it isn't like everybody can just do it. Mm-hmm. And also, you, you still have that choice. Mm-hmm. You still have that choice to, to trade the player, to keep the player, no matter what the player want to do. Um, yeah. I understand the risk of keeping the player, but, you know, you, you still have that choice. The same way the organization has a choice of whether, you know, I mean, the player has a choice. So, I mean... It's just something I think that people need to start getting used to because we are going to see it more, I think. Um, so if you think it is a problem now, I, I, I mean, it's only going to get worse from here. Um, if Anthony Davis like left the Lakers this offseason, would you think LeBron would request a trade? No, I don't think LeBron ever going to request a trade. I think he picked the Lakers because that's where he's going to end it at. And I think it's gonna, it would be bad for his overall image, and I think LeBron thinks about stuff like that. Yeah, that, that would look very bad. They would look like a ring chase. That's not like any other um, the next. Oh, actually, before you go to the next thing, please stop tweeting me about Anthony Davis talking about Chicago, bro. I am so tired of it. I'm not. I'm not even thinking about Anthony Davis into, into Chicago, bro. I'm not because I feel like if he does end up in Chicago, he's gonna be 34 years old when it happens. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Not really sure. I'm, I'm not really sure why he's making those comments. I don't really. I, don't, I hate when players do that. You just got traded to a new mm-hmm. team. And you already talking about possibly playing for the Chicago Bulls. Like if it happens, That's of course I'm excited, but I'm not about to be excited right. now. I feel people like if you wanted to play here, we would have been on his trade options. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so people love driving that hometown. You you want to go play for your hometown team? 
all the time. Nothing wrong with saying I'm, I'm a thinker think, right now. I think a lot of people do think they do. like that, though. They yeah. do. Like, they, like Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving, yep. or even now LeBron James. LeBron James. I think every superstar wants to at some point. I mean, we could, I guess I could transition into the, like, the press conference with those two. And Kawhi basically straight up said it was to the last minute between the Lakers and the Raptors. Um, but the reason he went to L.A., is because um, he said he saw his nieces and his nephews growing up, and he wasn't there for it. Yeah. So he wants to be close to home so he can see them get older. And right. I, I can respect the hell out of that mm-hmm. because we were in a situation where we could have moved somewhere else for work, but we decided to stay close to home for family and stuff. So like it, NBA players prioritize things just as much as we do. Yeah. And it's not always about which team can put me in the best position to win a championship or which city is the best. Sometimes family does trump all. And, and that's what we saw with the Kawhi Leonard decision. Which I respect. I got to put my respect on his decision. But now. you would have loved if it was in that of course. goal. Of course, I would have. It's weird now seeing him in the media all the time now. Like you just see this paparazzi around him now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's in LA. Yeah, I know, he's but it's LA. just we like, never he's seen that championship too. Yeah, and he's opening up a little bit more as as the guy. He, he won a championship previously, but he wasn't the face of that team yet. So what, what about? Uh, Paul George saying he grew up a Clippers fan, and then people bringing the receipts up about him talking about how he grew up a Lakers fan. <laughs> I ain't going to say nothing on them. Just know we know. We know. Kawhi Leonard, too. I've seen Kawhi Leonard say he was a Clipper fan, but i also seen him have an interview where he said he was a Lakers fan. Really? Because I saw the interview where he said he didn't grow up yeah, as a Lakers fan. I saw that. I've seen, I seen him have a sit-down where he said he was a Lakers fan. <laughs> and he talked about Kobe. Yeah. I think a lot of people... A lot of people associate being a fan of Kobe as to being a Lakers fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's how a lot of people. That's how you became a Lakers fan, correct? Because yeah. of Kobe. Maybe but, he, you know, maybe he was a Clipper fan and just like Kobe. I mean, it's, it was hard not. to Who like was he Kobe watching though? Yeah, who it was, was he, hard not to like? Who was he watching though? That really caught his attention. Like, damn. No, you with the Clippers probably wasn't yeah. watching basketball at the time. But the Clippers back then were a very fun watching team with they Darius Miles and Darius Miles. Yeah, I know Richard Darius Miles is. You know, but also like we know Kyron, he's not a Lakers fan, but he's a Kobe's Kobe his favorite player of yeah. all time. But he he doesn't like the Lakers. He doesn't. Is, it's, it's so crazy, crazy yeah. and it makes him hate LeBron too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's, but it's it crazy how Kobe stands hate LeBron. Yeah, it can happen that way because I mean they were the. I mean, I guess it's arguable, but a lot of people see them as the two best players of this this generation. Mm-hmm. Well, Even yeah. though Kobe's a little bit above, you know, before LeBron's generation because he was drafted with ninety six or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but people do see them as two of the greatest, so they're gonna go head to head because they're ball handlers. Like same way Dirk and Tim Duncan sometimes go head to head and yep. debates because they're big men. Um, Kobe and LeBron will always go head to head as far as debate goes, but I don't even think it's that close. Do they was that close? Uh, the Kobe and LeBron debate. Like, I got LeBron as, like, the second best player of all time, and Kobe's probably, like, eight or nine. Damn. Yeah. That's pretty low for Kobe. Yeah, I think LeBron is, like, I got LeBron, like, number one. Yeah. yeah, that number one spot is meant for LeBron. And I probably got Kobe around five, six. Kobe's just a dog. I yeah, mean, he was. Kobe, if, 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 LeBron, if Michael Jordan is the best and Kobe was basically his reflection, I mean, he has to be somewhere around him. Um... But the next thing I wanted to bring up was the NBA all-season survey. Mm-hmm. And, Mike, I know you probably have a lot to say about a lot of these different yeah. things. Because a lot of this is – I'm not even, like, rooting for the Lakers or whatever. Like that's They ain't mentioned the Lakers now. But, yeah, once the Lakers disrespectful. A lot of disrespect. Um, the first one is who is the best player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And this survey 
was asked to 20 coaches, executives, and scouts across the NBA. Which automatically, I'm like, come on, bro. If you're going to do a survey and publish it, please get more than 20-something people. <laughs> There's damn near 100 people that and work in NBA front offices. It's just be consistent. So if you did coaches, it should just be coaches. If you're doing executives, just let it be executives. Mm-hmm. That's why I but, see this as a nothing, bro. Like, this it's not a big enough sample size. Because if we did go through with all the executives and all the coaches, LeBron would be in conversation yeah. because LeBron has the respect of a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. It just so happened that they, these people that Tim Bontemps had to survey with don't have the respect for LeBron. But if we know if you survey all of them, LeBron's going to be top of the list. It just – Yeah. It yeah. did seem like it was It's crazy of, to see James Harden but, above LeBron James. Yeah, so Kawhi Leonard has 12 to 20 votes. Mm-hmm. Giannis has six. And hard and head too. That's why I think we should wait for like not not wait because we can talk about this, but like when I'm really thinking about the survey, it's before the season start when they poll everybody and then they poll the players, they poll all of that because yeah. those are when it really comes out what people believe of the upcoming rookies mm-hmm. or believe of who the worst coach in the league is when you poll everybody. Do y'all agree? Kawhi is the best player no. in the NBA? No, no, no. I think him and LeBron are right there together. I don't think it's that big of a gap. All right, you, you do this day. You, you said. I, yeah, I said this is the season where one of them takes that actual throne mm-hmm. as being the best player in the league. Well, KD also. Yeah, I said KD. Here, so. yeah, they said because he was injured. And it may be the same thing with LeBron, right? He missed. He only played, what, 50 mm-hmm. games? I was going to say, it, it did seem like it was a little bit of recency to it. Just because KD was out. Obviously, he's injured now. And we haven't seen Bron since the end of the regular season. So... And we, yeah, we definitely saw Kawhi because he went all the way. We saw Giannis because he went to the conference finals, and mm-hmm. we saw James Harden because he put up thirty-five points per game while what basically about playing the whole season. Steph not being he's not the best in the. Yeah, he's know. always going to be a top. Well, until he starts declining, he's always going to be a top because player. I know in the a NBA. lot of people that wouldn't put Harden over Steph. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Harden had two votes is like Steph didn't get any, yeah. not one. Yeah, I don't know. Steph could not know. that I'm saying Steph is the best, but I just hear a lot. of I wouldn't be opposed to him being on now. Like, it wouldn't be shocking. Yeah. I, it's hard to argue with the players that are up there with what they got, too. Yeah. Um, so, who's y'all number one? Before who's I number? go to the next one, I want to – who y'all number one? If y'all had a vote, if they asked us, who would you have voted for? LeBron. You would have voted for LeBron? Yeah. I would have – obviously, I would have put LeBron. I'm going to give it to Katie, or Kawhi Leonard right now, though. I'm going to just say – I'm going to let LeBron prove it this season. Okay. So, you would have gave it to – I, I'm gonna give it to Kawhi. Okay. If KD was healthy, I probably would have won KD. I'm going Kawhi too because I'm I'm sure. I mean, LeBron, we see him as a monster, as mm-hmm. a, a tank, as non-human. But eventually, that's probably going to start to see decline, and that may have been started Let's last see. season. It might have been with his injury because he's okay, always yeah, been the super healthy. Because yeah. his numbers are always going to be there. It's right. LeBron, but he's 34 now. Is he ter- 34? He's turning 34 this season. One of those. Regardless, I mean, he's not going to be top of the game forever. It has to start, and maybe last year was a start. But you know, he's also like a playoff player, and he didn't get the chance to be in the playoffs this season. So I feel yeah, like where he really lays his stamp is in the playoffs, and he reminds you that I'm still the best player in this league. Right. Hold that thought. Hold that thought, P. We're going to take a quick break. I'm glad you said that because I, I agree. Um, and I feel like LeBron didn't have the benefit that Kawhi had. You know, Kawhi had the low management to where he didn't have to over-excel uh, himself during the season. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. LeBron did. They got off to a wacky start. Um, and they were a very young team, so they needed LeBron uh, for a little bit more than the Raptors. Because the Raptors did. Yeah. The Raptors was okay without Kawhi. They were like yeah. 16 and 8. They beat the Warriors without Kawhi. Yeah, they, uh-huh. they, was, they, was pretty, they was solid without Kawhi. The Lakers, on the other hand, 
We seen what kind of yeah. We seen what happened. They didn't really get that chance to jail from the beginning, and mm-hmm. then he unfortunately got hurt. And when he came back, he needed to enter playoff mode, and he shouldn't be entering playoff mode after right. stop break. For most, of, especially this season, if it's emphasized that that low management, we might see stars, you know, not play. Over like seventy five games, I would say. Yeah, but I think if I mean, LeBron like, had a security blanket yeah, to have yeah. an approach that Kawhi had, we would be having a conversation. Yeah, I'm glad, and I think teams are really going to start addressing depth and you know who's coming into lineup. Because I mean, just look at some of the teams out there. Do you want Mike Conley playing anywhere near eighty two games? No, he's not. Right? No. Do you? I mean, I even even with like Paul George and, and Paul George and, and Kawhi, you don't want them playing. You know. Close to 82 games at all because you want them as fresh as they can be for the playoffs. And that goes like for about any team. I feel like we're going to see James Harden and Russell Westbrook really try to take the load off each other so they're both yeah. fresh for the playoffs. That's what I, I'm predicting too. Because I feel like both of them have shown that they can run a team for themselves for a week or so while the other one rests. I'm more concerned about a person. <laughs> for a week, a whole week or so. Um, a week break is fine. It's like, what, three games maybe? Two yeah. games? I'm more concerned for like a Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah he can't take a break. And we've seen what like what can go down because in the finals, Kawhi Leonard was on the bench and Steph Curry still had to carry that team yeah. while they were trying to you know they were only worried about Stephen Curry and he players get exhausted. They but he they, but at the same time he didn't have no one on his side like Deloden. No, yeah, yeah, Deloden's going to be a very no, no, good addition yeah, to their gonna team. Be there, but I mean, if, if if he comes off, it's just really Deloden and Draymond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they have a Willie Cauley Stein now who also going to be playing for something. Um, that team isn't as bad as it, as people think it's going to be. I think it's not because you have Steph. That's why I'm saying you take Steph off the court because he's low oh. management for 20 games or 22 Ooh. games. That's I, a big ass low management. Yeah, that's, 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 I mean, that's <laughs> Kawhi did, right? Kawhi, right. No, it's Kawhi, Kawhi has seven, uh, eight games to injury, and the rest were low management. What what did what he hurt? I forget exactly, but I remember reading the article. It, <laughs> was, it was an actual injury. It wasn't like because they, they told no. He they, rest in that quad. They told you when it was low management. Yeah. And they told you when there was an injury. Eight of those games were injuries. Okay, so <laughs> and I think that they'll have games where they could be like Steph. You could sit out like no, 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 no. They will, but yeah, I mean games against the Suns. To, but I was gonna yeah. say when they go into Charlotte, but he's from yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte, so he gonna want to play in Charlotte. <laughs> so I mean, there are plenty of teams out east, so he could probably sit mm-hmm. and they can still be competitive. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I would vote for Lamar. Uh, but what move from the summer did you like the most? Out of the 20 votes, the Clippers got 10, obviously. The Jazz got two. The Pelicans got two. Uh, and the Sixers got two. Mm-hmm. And then the other offers received were Brooklyn. They got one, surprisingly. Oklahoma City trading away Paul George and Westbrook got one. Chicago getting Thomas at a ransom. It had to be a Chicago executive in there. <laughs> <laughs> because on the sign and Dorian Finney Smith go ahead disrespect one. Thomas Sederes on the next one on the next one it said what were the worst moves this summer and one of them was Washington getting rid of Thomas Sederes yeah I'm telling you bro <laughs> you're gonna be a hooper Not I mean either. obviously the Clippers are gonna get majority of the votes mm-hmm. here but I think the um, the Westbrook trade was also pretty big it was yeah so. I think so I think I the think Pelicans overall offseason. I think it deserves more votes. Yeah, what? one vote. That Pelicans overall offseason. I think the Jazz. The Jazz. Most, I mean, yeah, the Jazz definitely had a great offseason. And I think that's just exactly what that team needed. Obviously, the Clippers were going to get a majority of the votes, but yeah. I was just happy to see that the Jazz got some love. They, mm-hmm. got, they got Jeff um, Green, Ed Davis, yeah, um, Green, and Emmanuel Moutier side in there too, right? So, yeah. I mean, they got that could be a down thing too that they have so many new pieces, but, you know, it could be mm-hmm. the greatest thing. I think it'd be cool too. because those pieces won't. 
Yeah, I don't think those are any big pieces you got to yeah. Right. Jeff everybody Green's else already knows I mean, their yeah, role. Yeah. Ed players. Davis, you already know what you're getting from Ed Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Ed Davis um, isn't taking the ball away from no one. And then they still have Exum if Moutier hit, if, if Moutier mm-hmm. is a missed signing, you still have uh, Dante Exum. But I think uh, Quinn Snyder is an excellent coach. So um, what about the, the Philadelphia 76ers? I don't like they, the Al Horford contract, so I wouldn't have voted for him. Yeah, I think they overpaid him. Yeah, they definitely overpaid him considering he's, what, 32 already? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they paid How long was that contract? Three years? Three years. So it'll be I'll 35. It, I think it's three years. Gave I think he'll be max, right? Didn't they I think give him he'll the be max solid. deal? I'm, I'm Googling I'm right now. Just give me a second. Yeah. What are you saying, Mike? I think he'll be solid for regardless of what his age is, Four just because what he brings to the game. Four years, 109 was the official number. Mm-hmm. It's a lot yeah, I like it because it gives them some type of, that's my boy. Uh... When Embiid isn't playing, they don't have the big of a hole there. Yeah, like, yeah. A, a Horford just, just slides down to the five and whatnot. And I'll, oh, yeah, fit wise, yeah. it works. I just, and Embiid will no, be at a rest. You just don't term. like the contract. I just don't like the contract. Yeah, when you have to yeah. pay. Sometimes Embiid, you got you to Simmons, Tobias. They are going to be a little stuck. So if this don't work, they're going to be kind of they're going to trade Ben Simmons, um, which I'm all open for. Yeah, uh, it's not a bad asset uh, to trade. You're going to get a lot. Uh, Mike, you said the Pelicans off season. You think they deserve more than two votes? I think so. The what? Where would you rank it? Out of these four, you have the Clippers, mm-hmm. the Jazz, Pelicans, and Philadelphia. Rank it third. Right, what is that? Rank it right third. I, I would Yeah, third I mean, too, the Clippers are obviously number yeah. one. No, the Clippers are obviously number one. Yeah. I might have to go with the Pels. Just switch the Pels and the Jazz. Okay. But the Pelicans all season for what they went through with the yeah. Anthony Davis situation, now that they got Alonzo, a B.I., a Josh Hart, multiple draft picks, you know they got what? Zion Williams. You just convinced me. Cause I, I was I was the same way I was like I had the pale stars but I think I had them second. You're right. Cause for the whole Anthony Davis debacle, for you to then get all mm-hmm. of those pieces, and I, it just shows teams what they what they could type of stuff they can get if they're willing to part ways with some of their superstars. If it comes to that type of situation, they really had a two K type offseason. Yeah, you take your they best really player did. on a team that's not that good. You trade him, you get those assets back, and some of those assets you flip to get even more assets. Then you stack up those assets, and you went into free agency, and you got you a nice J.J. Mm-hmm. Redick veteran shooter, and you went and got you a Derek Favors. So, and Brooke Lopez. Oh, wait, no, no, no. No, they didn't get Brooke Lopez. Did you say J.J. Redick? They got J.J. Redick. Oh, and, never mind, never mind. Derek Favors. My Derek bad, Favors. my bad. I tweaked. What you talking about? I don't know. It would be nice if they got Brooke Lopez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got the Jackson Hayes, Nikhil Alexander, mm-hmm. Zion. Alonzo, uh, you still have Drew Holiday, right? Because over the next Ingram. couple of years, even if some pieces don't work out, they'll still they'll still have assets, yeah. and they can see what they want to keep and what they want to trade away. So I think they're in a, a very big winning situation there. Who would have got your vote as the number one? The Clippers, okay. Clips. No, I'm just saying, like, which do yeah, yeah. you like the most? Oh, oh, the Jazz definitely. What Clips. were some of the the mentions they had for it? Oh, the net. Would you not listen? No, no. <laughs> uh, which I was surprised that it only got one because that was pretty big. For the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Oklahoma City trading Paul George and Westbrook. You said that, that, that deserved more. Big. Yeah. Uh, Chicago giving Thomas Sadoransky and Dallas resigning Dorian Finney-Smith. So it must be a Dallas guy. Yeah, I don't see how that Dallas. <laughs> yeah. <is>. Rick Carlisle. <laughs> <laughs> what was the worst move of the summer? Uh, the Tim Knicks Rose got a six. Mm-hmm. Rubio got a six. And Terry Rozier got four. So that's only 16. So And some of the other was uh, was the Wizards giving up Thomas Sadoransky, Sacramento's offseason, Jimmy Butler to Miami, where, uh, Westbrook to Houston. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of this, of course personally, <laughs> just because for us to get a six, 
It's just that's just like, like I don't, these people casual. I don't. Are these people? I don't. I don't see casual. how the Knicks they have. They ha- I mean, for Thomas Adaransky to come up and then for, it seemed like one guy just didn't take it serious. That's, yeah. that's what no, it that's, that's one guy, and then you have another one. Two that guys that take serious. Resigning Dorian Finney Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so but we get that we get those outliers every time, right? Like people be voting for Marvin Bagley for NBA all like third team yeah. All NBA. So people don't take these surveys seriously because it means nothing to them, right? The one that that caught me on that one was I'm surprised somebody brought up that Sacramento offseason because I didn't really yeah. think about it that much. But how close they were and trying to be competitive in that West, they didn't really get that much better. And I think for them to get over that hump, it takes that type of move. Really, yeah. okay, they got good vets. But them lose, I thought them they losing did. Willie Cauley Stein was big for them. I think right. they they were shopping Willie Cauley Stein. He just didn't you know fit. Yeah, they yeah, went Bagley to the five eventually. Yeah. Him and Harry uh, Giles. But for those type of teams thing that's young like that, Kings, where do where, well, they're not even really young. They got I mean, Fox and right. Who could they who could they have gotten to put in? Like you have Fox. That's why they Hill. overpaid Harrison Barnes because they, yeah. they can't you get anybody have, else. Yeah, well, I mean, there's no room to. I'm not. I'm just saying, based on their offseason, it's not. They didn't really get that much better, and well, I, how tough I, and it is I'm in that West. You, yeah, what did you want them to do to get that much better? I don't know. Add a better piece to the team. It's not. It's not like, like I have paper. The people right on my paper. Who could they have added? Somebody. I don't know, but in, I, the, I in the West, I feel like they had their team already like solidified. Yeah, that's what I thought too. They overseed the expectations. They have a young backcourt. They have Marvin Bagley. Mm-hmm. Uh, they and they have. The money to, I guess, bring back Harrison Mars because they couldn't go get it, Anthony Davis. They couldn't go get. Like I don't know. I just, re- I'm trying to figure out if it's something that. Okay, maybe it doesn't even have to be a pet, a player that's like an all star type quality. No. But you, add, you want to add the right piece to your team that's going to be like, oh, they might make a, a small jump or be better than last year. I think that uh, their jump relies on Bagley and De'Aaron Fox continuing to get better, yeah. and then they added veterans around it. Consistent. And yeah, so I, I don't think their offseason was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um. They overpaid Harrison Barnes, which they had to do to right. keep him because, again, they weren't going to sign anybody else to replace his spot. Mm-hmm. I think they did okay. Yeah, it's just interesting. For, it's interesting mm-hmm. for those type of teams that are in Dwayne that middle Dabin. ground. Dwayne Devin, yeah, they, Shaw they, Holmes, they, right? They have, they have some. Mm-hmm. I think they did what they could do because, I mean, when you have those type of young guys, they're going to eat a lot yeah. of minutes, and you want them to get as much experience. You don't want to bring in, bring Demarcus Cousins back with to yeah. get in the way of Marvin Bagley. You're <laughs> not going to sign fucking. Uh, Isaiah Thomas. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't just don't think there was a lot of room for them to do, which could be a good or a bad thing, you yeah. know. But I think they did be. overpay for Harrison Barnes. It's gonna, to. If a team like Sacramento takes a step back, it kind of sucks. Cause it's, sometimes yeah. there's nothing yeah. much you can really do about yeah. it in those situations. And the West is just getting better. Yeah. If I had any criticism, is that they have too many big men now. Um, And I'm about to pull up the lineup. Like when I say big, like when I think about yeah, basketball. Dwayne Dammit, Harry Giles, who. Is, is not always healthy. Bielitsa. Uh, Bielitsa. Rashad Holmes. Rashad Holmes. Um, all those guys are going to need minutes. Like, they're all good enough to get minutes. But now you have a rotation with all these bigs. It's like, and then your backup point guard is Corey Joseph, who's a decent backup point guard. But maybe that yeah. money you spent on one of these guys that you signed, you could have went out and got a better backup point guard. I don't know. I like Corey Joe. I think they're. I just think their back. Their big man rotation is kind of weird, considering they had two promising big men already. And like you know, mm-hmm. you want to take some. But they was going to have to probably get nah because uh, Willie Collins Stein was he restricted? Yeah, he was. He was. They renounced yeah. him. So, I mean, if somebody don't want to be there, you got to let him go. Um, what about rookie Rick Rubio to the Phoenix Suns? 
That contract was. A that's what. I, that's what mm-hmm. the. Con- it's just the contract. Yeah. And I don't think it was a bad move. I just think yeah, the contract. The setup to do that. Yeah, like they did. They they traded T.J. Warren. They traded the sixth overall pick. And you thinking that okay, they try to push for D'Angelo Russell, and then instead they get Ricky Rubio, who we all know is a quality NBA player, but not anything that you're gonna pair Devin Booker with and be like, oh, okay, now they're good. Yeah, that was one of the most head scratching things ever when they made those moves. Where were we? Um. Oh, I was in New York. That's why I thought the uh, yeah, I was here. They were gonna get uh, D'Angelo. That was that was the thing. Like, oh, okay, yeah, we see what they're doing. And then it's like, no, nah, we're not trying to get D'Angelo. Uh, Terry Rozier to the Charlotte Hornets got four. That would have got my vote. <laughs> to be honest with you, that would have definitely got my vote. It's just uh, there's no reason to pay him that much money for a team that sucks. That's already hard cap. A 21 team is yeah, literally one have? of the most expensive teams in you the league. Him, Batum, Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, Cody Zeller. Uh, Marvin Williams. <laughs> yeah, the Hornets are a mess, man. The Hornets are a mess. <laughs> They've been a mess for years. Worst team in the league. So, yeah, I, they would have got my vote too, just because not even just solely off the Terry Rozier, but the fact that you just gave up Kimba Walker for nothing when you could have been traded him, mm-hmm. you know, and got something. Same with Jeremy Lamb. If it wasn't for Kimba Walker, we'd be have a conversation about them being the worst ran team in the last five years, anyway. Yeah, I mean, but Kimba Walker checked them on the float. It's just the Cody Zeller, Kimball, I mean, uh, Batum, and the Kid Gilchrist contracts are wild. Uh, what was the most surprising move of the summer? Uh, Horford to Philadelphia got six. D'Angelo to Golden State got six. Reddick to New Orleans got two. Um, then some other ones. Uh, Miritic going to Barcelona got one. Boston signing Kimball Walker got one. Marcus Morris to the Knicks got one. Durant to the Nets got one. Uh, the overall fiscal discipline. Got one. So many first-round picks being traded. I think my vote probably would have been to D'Angelo Russell. Going to go yeah, to I was about to say the same thing because that mm-hmm. was just out of left field. No one expected that at all. Nope. That, that's it wasn't even rumored or anything. Yeah. Um, it didn't I, seem like they had room to do anything, really. I'm still, you know, that's one of the things that kind of get, gets forgotten about because so much has happened. Uh, it, that slips my mind sometimes. So I'm actually very curious to see how that works out. First of all, seeing him play with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, seeing what they do with it. Yeah. If they trade it, if they keep out. Like, it's just so many things that can happen with that scenario. Um, JT to New Orleans was, was surprising, too. And it happened kind of quick. I, yeah, we, we, we saw it here. Yeah. Yeah, we saw it here. And it was just a little weird because you just <clears> figured <throat> he would want to go to a contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a Laker, a team like the Lakers. If not, go back to Philly. I was just surprised to see him leave Philly. I thought Philly was going to give him what he wanted because they really needed like him. The shooting, yeah. Was he average 18 last season? Yeah. Yeah, he was having some of his best years but with that team. But Josh Richardson is not the shooter of J.J. Redd, but he's still a very solid shooter. He's a yeah. better defender than Yeah. Better defender, too. Yep. Uh, why are teams moving first-round picks more than before? Prioritize, prioritize winning now. Warriors demise or the rookie scale salary changes. Nine votes went to winning now. Mm-hmm. Which the makes Warriors sense. Denied, the demise got five, and the rookie uh, salary changes go to three. Yeah, teams are just giving away those first rounds because they yeah, just I like think two of these go together. Yeah, for, they do for, definitely. And I think a lot of teams were just nervous to make those moves just because you have a Warriors team that's so stacked. No, there's no championship guarantee with that team just hanging around. But now that they have broken up and Clay Thompson not even hurt now, everybody's leaping on that chance. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think prioritizing winning and the yeah. Warriors might kind of go hand-to-hand. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's the time to, to take that shot, to take that risk. Um, and the way some of these teams drafted this year, 
trades the first round picks. <laughs> I mean, Brandon Clark going 21st is crazy. Cam Johnson going 11th. It was just a lot of head-scratching things that went on in this draft. So, you know, I, I give them up, especially if you're going to be a team that's just picking in the uh, early 20s, late 20s, around that, that time, you give them up because a lot of these teams apparently don't know what they're doing with the picks anyway. Uh, so, uh, why not? Um, and then who will be the conference champions versus who will be the NBA champion? Uh, the East, the Bucks got 12. The Philadelphia 76ers got eight. In the West, the Clippers got 16 votes. The Nuggets got two. The Jazz got one. And the Rockets got one. And as far as NBA champions, the Clippers got 13. The Bucks got two. 76ers got two. Jazz got one. Nuggets got one. Houston Rockets got one. The Lakers did not get mentioned. Yeah. Uh, and I got to go. I got to say the Sixers would be my favorite. For the East? Yeah. That's what I got coming out the East, too. I think they're just going to be too long defensively. I think their ability to just force, you know, get defensive stops turn up and cause turnovers, it's going to help Ben Simmons, especially in that in transition. And then, yeah, the Bucks also lost a lot with Meritage and Brogdon leaving. And I think the Sixers kind of got better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The Bucks part in Wesley Matthews, which, I mean, he's not Michael Brogdon, but he's definitely who? a nice to Wesley Matthews. No, he not who? He not Malcolm Brogdon. Oh, Malcolm Brogdon, yeah. Okay. He said Michael again? I think he said Michael. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's your, how do you feel about the Lakers not being in this at all? I got to take this that with a grain of salt because, I mean, first of all, only 20 people answered the whole thing. And then second of all, we know that any time LeBron James is playing, he's a contender for being in the finals and being a championship. So, <sighs> I mean, I, I don't know. I, I definitely I feel what you're saying. I agree. But it's just something about this. And, yeah, it's nothing to take. Uh, it's a lot of doubt on the Lakers this season, but it too. Is a lot of it's a lot of it doubt on the Lakers. Doubt. But it's with reason, though. It's not with no reason. I mean, yeah. It's just, like, I know the supporting cast around them. Like, you don't know what you're going to get from them. You don't know mm-hmm. who's going to show up. You don't know if AD's going to be healthy because he gets injured every year, pretty much. I mean, besides last year, we didn't make the playoffs. But that's kind of been the case for LeBron mostly. He's always had adversity in it. I mean, they say he kind of cakewalked his way into the East every year, but it's been times where he started he started off rust almost every time. And, you know, he's kind of put together, and he's always been, you know, basically a 50-win-plus team. So it's kind of hard to put doubt on somebody who's been so yeah. dominant and consistent over the years. I'll never doubt him. He put us out to playoffs <laughs> multiple years when we were looking bright. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be a scary time in the NBA for a lot of these people, uh, a lot of these teams, just because LeBron does have now, like, a battery in his back to, you know, a, another challenge. For a while, I felt like LeBron was the top dog. You said it was just having a cakewalk through, taking it easy. He had the Kyries. He had the, you know, the Eastern Conference. But now that it's in the stacked West, you know, there's doubt, there's pressure. Other teams are getting better. It's getting even you know, people are, are talking down in his name. He just mm-hmm. got hurt. And then on the fact of that, they missed the playoffs, which is a pro and a con, because now it's like, damn, he missed the playoffs in his first year. Even though we didn't have high expectations of them winning a the championship, we nobody here thought that they would miss the playoffs. But then on the flip side, you now give him an entire offseason to hear all of this noise, to watch his name be dragged through the mud, to sit back with the organization and his people to come up with, you know, moves to make. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they executed a few of them. I know the Kawhi was a big thing that they wanted right. to happen, but it was him. And rest. I mean, he gets the, a lot of rest. A lot of rest, and he yeah. gets to actually work on his body and work on things to get himself stronger mm-hmm. uh, to avoid any other injuries going forward. So I think when you give a player like that that much time to, to focus on things and 
Yeah, you ain't mentioned though. Losing also got us kind of that number number four overall pick, which yes, helped us did. keep Kuzma. It did. It did. I, don't know. I think it's that. Yeah, Kuzma's gonna have to deliver. Kuzma. I think he will. Yeah. I'm hopefully he can get us around you know 15 plus a game, which is oh, I'm aiming for. I think he's gonna. I, give you 15 I, plus. I think that's what he's got to give us. I think the question is will he give you around that 19? Yeah, 20. I think especially the days where you know LeBron or Anthony Davis just sit out. I, I think he can. Yeah, because he's going to have – for y'all to be legit contenders, I feel like he's going to have to give you, like, 18 to 19 points a game. I think he can handle that. I think he can, too. I think he can have a lot of opportunities as far yeah. as uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis getting a lot of attention. I think we've, we haven't seen Anthony Davis playing so long that people forgot how good he is. Anthony Davis oh, yeah, has got a, a, a – you know, demands a lot of attention from defenses, whether it's one-on-one – I mean, uh, double teams from the one-on-one. He can mm-hmm. pick and pop. He'll dunk on you, mid-range jumper, shoots well from the free throw line, can protect the rim, protects the rim. Uh, then now you also have Demarcus Cousins, who's going to have a full off season to get healthy and get going. He looks slimmer. He has a, a chip on his shoulder again. He has a point to prove. He's playing again for another contract. So you have a lot of things going on. We know how good Rondo is when he when he turns off to be in the playoffs. Uh, Danny Green was a phenomenal <clears throat> shooter last year in the regular season, which uh, y'all brought up last last episode. Uh, hopefully, Avery Bradley can bounce back and play like he did in the second half of the season. So, I think it's some things for the Lakers. But on the flip side, a lot of that shit can go wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's not even just for the Lakers. I feel like for a lot of teams that made these big offseason changes, it's going to be an adjustment period for every team, just about. It's going to take some time for the Houston Rock, for James Harden and Russ Westbrook to get back on the floor I together. I agree with like, you. But, as some, but one, a, a few things that these other teams have that the Lakers don't is they already have a pre- Established team, established because I don't think the Clippers, right. the Clippers might not take a long time to. Do. No, I, I, I wouldn't expect them. to. And the same thing with the Rockets. I mean, they, they, you do add. Russell yeah, I mean, Westbrook Russell Westbrook is have, a big piece. Uh, that's Tucker, what I'm saying. You, have Eric you got somebody who had like led the league in usage rates for the last three, four years. No, I mean he's a big piece, so. but the rest of the team is still that. You add Anthony Davis is a big piece, but yeah. you're also adding a lot of guys that weren't there before, mm-hmm. and even the guys that were there didn't make the playoffs. So it's like, whatever. <laughs> Players only is gone. That was so that's we can great. rejoice about that. Uh, not that we want to see people lose I about work, to say, no. but <laughs> not that we want to see people. Lose I just didn't want to hear was, them talking. No it more. was not entertaining at all. No, like we see people hit big shots and the reaction be like, "Good shot." <laughs> like, nah, bro. <laughs> we need we need some bang. We need all of that. We need the excitement, and players only didn't bring that. So a lot of a lot of things are coming back from last season, man. A lot of things. And then they were thinking about reincorporating some other stuff that we haven't seen before, like different camera angles where you could watch the game. I don't think it'll be on national TV, but like for the league pass guys, you could change the camera. Yeah, they angle did that last certain, year. Yeah, they, they tested it. Yeah. I think it's like official for like almost every game now this year. So is it official that they're doing a challenge? Him? Yeah, we yep. talked about that a couple episodes. Yep. So the, the league has some um, has made some changes. Has made some changes. I don't know if I'm with all of them, but I mean I'm open, I guess, to seeing mm-hmm. and giving it a chance. I think the one thing that worries me is the challenging things, mm-hmm. uh, just because the game is already kind of we see you get dragged out sometimes. Yeah. So now that you're adding that aspect to it, yeah, I mean I get it, but at the same time it's just like, uh, and I, you know, I don't know how the refs are going to react to it. Are they going to be in their feelings about it? Because mm-hmm. you know it's like it's basically like a slap in their face, a little bit kind of. You know, if, if one of them took it like that, I could see where they were coming from. Uh, but you know, I just want to see the game be played. We have yeah. we have a I lot mean, they, of stoppage, man. I mean, it's, it might kind of sound weird, but think about all the moments where you're like, damn, that that game could have changed if that one call was overturned. Yeah, like KD now they running have out of that. bounds. You remember right. that play? Yeah. 
I remember that play vividly. Yeah, he was <laughs> like, literally what? running that, out of bounds. That was late in game, right? Yeah, it was late in game. So I don't think it was. Was it below the two minute mark? I'm not sure, but yeah, I it was. It was in the crunch time. Then he how did that not get overturned? Yeah, then, if it was below. That was against the Rockets, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, I remember that vividly. No one, no one called it. All right, you can't review plays without it being a f- something on. Yeah, yeah. And even with the challenge thing, we still gonna have moments like that. Yeah, because they you only you only have one. So, I mean, so you have to use it. At, I feel like if you get it right, you should get it back. Like in football, like if football, you yeah. yeah in football, if you challenge a play and get it right, you don't lose it. Yeah, um, we'll probably see it continue to grow and evolve, evolve all the time. Yeah, so, uh, we'll get a full or get killed completely. If the fans don't like it and it really stops, I mean that's it. That's the thing about just putting in new rules. Say, if it doesn't work out, you can always. Faster. When we at the game, I'm gonna be <laughs> on TV. Is where you know the commercial breaks and all those things make the game seem. Yeah, because when you at the game during commercials, you got entertainment. Yeah, and then Derek, when you watch it on shirts, TV. <laughs> When you're on TV, you got the damn commercials that you couldn't care less about. Yeah. So it is, it is definitely a different speed. Definitely a different speed. Yeah. But overall, I'm excited. Uh, next episode, we get to rank these duos. I'm very anxious to see what y'all, what y'all got. I know it's going to be some bias going on. <laughs> we got a Blazers fan over here. We got a Laker fan over here who feels so confident in his duo. Uh, I got I got the duos right in front of me. So oh, we're we're only doing top duos. We're not even we're not thinking about like Colin Sexton and, and Darius Garland. We're only doing like top ten, top twelve. Because we we could go it's all a, thirty. We could, but it's some duos where you might feel like oh, it could be either one. Yeah, like what, <laughs> like the Cavalier. That duo is, you have to have Kevin Love. Kevin Love yeah. and Colin yeah. Sexton, I yeah. guess. Uh, Jimmy Butler and Justin Winslow. Winslow. Or Dragic. Oh. oh. What about the uh, Suns have Aiden and what about my Knicks? Who's up? Yeah, who the who the With Julius Randle and yeah, Julius Randle and Bobby Portis. No, <laughs> <laughs> Julius Randle, and Bobby RJ Barrett, RJ Barrett. <laughs> for real, I'm being for real. Y'all want to make jokes? I mean, I'm I'm really who thinking. The Hornets, do? the Hornets, Terry Rozier and Batum. And bad decisions. <sighs> and so you just throwing shots at Charlotte? No. Yeah, I think they just got one. It's not really shots. I mean. The Wizards is Bradley Beal and who else? Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. Or Thomas. Thomas Bryant. No, Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant is Bryan 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 their guy. Sure. You're right. I just love Isaiah Thomas by far. I don't know who you would put for the Jazz. Would it be Gobert and Donovan Mitchell? Yeah. The uh, Grizzlies, John Morant and Jaron Jackson. Yep. Yeah. Spurs. You have Demarcus and Aldridge. Um, Who's the second person for the Celtics? Is Jason Tatum? Yeah. Jason yeah. Tatum and Kimba. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be. Gotta be, and he talking about he about to have a breakout season. So we'll see if he actually does. Levine, Levine. I'm not saying I think he's not. I'm just asking what you think. I think he's gonna have a good season. Who is the Pelicans? Zion, Drew, Drew. Yeah, Drew Drew and Zion. My fault. (laughs) It depends who you put first matters. It does. does. (laughs) All right, we out of here, y'all. Peace. The Hawks.